If you're an entrepreneurial public servant, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Inspiring People and Places, where we interview national leaders in the architectural, engineering, construction, and development industry in an effort to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. I'm your host, BJ Kramer, President and CEO of MCFA. And in today's episode, we're talking culture and core values. Uh, I'm on with the show's host or uh, producer, um, Iron Mike Stebman. What's happening, Mike? What's going on, BJ? Pleasure, pleasure to be here. It's great to uh, great to be with you. So I think before before we uh, jump in, I wanted to say a couple of things because we've we or I have failed in our KPIs and our goal of getting one uh, one episode out a week. So uh, we are human. Uh, we. We uh, fall short sometimes, and and I want to own that. So we fell short. We're getting back on top of production, combination of uh, of a whole bunch of things: busy work life, busy family life, summer vacations, different interviews. Uh, so we fell behind. But I uh, we got a lot of good feedback from uh, our last episode, which was on MCFA University and the the power of training. And I'm realizing that our audience uh, is actually pretty diverse. Um, the type of people that are reaching out to us vary from transitioning military that want to just get into the industry to transitioning military that, uh, want to start their own small business to small business, uh, senior leaders that are just curious how we got, how we got where we are, what we're doing. Uh, and then also, you know, some friends and family and, and some partners, uh, but I think the core values conversation and the culture conversation is is pretty applicable across the board. If you're transitioning military, uh, I think you ought to be interviewing the companies you're looking at for uh, core values because we bring certain core values from the military and you want to make sure that when you go into private sector that you're aligned with an organization and with professionals that share uh, the same core values or at least directionally correct. Uh, and and I think core values derive culture, so that's why I'm always talking the two together. Um, same thing, small business. I think you need to be intentional about who you're attracting into your company, and that's both employees and clients, because clients that uh, don't share your core values are probably going to lead to frustrating engagements. And as I'll talk about, one of the one of the core values at MCFA is fun. And we're really intentional about it because life's too short to not be having fun with the work that we're doing or the clients that we're working with. And if fun is not a core value of one of our clients, we're there to have fun and enjoy the work and they may be taking it too seriously and we're probably not going to be the right fit for them. Um, And before the show, I was mentioning to Mike that I just finished reading, um, I I think the original title was Little Black Stretchy Pants by Chip Wilson, who's the founder of Lululemon. I think he has since converted the the story is now called the Lululemon story. He's no longer on the board. He's no longer the CEO. Um, He's been beat up a little bit in the news for what I think are misunderstandings. But talk about, about a guy that was so intentional about the culture he was creating um, the employees he was bringing in, the culture he was building, 
Uh, and his book's available for free. You can get it on PDF or Audible uh, on his website, which is chipwilson.com forward slash book. Um, huge, power, powerfully uh, written and and really goes into it. And um, I'll actually pull up one of the core values that I loved. And um, But before I go there, you know, Peter Drucker says culture eats strategy for breakfast. So I think you know, we, we hear it a lot and I think it's, it's important that we talk about it because it, it touches everything we do. It touches what we do, why we do it, how we do it. And I think there's a lot to, a lot to discuss there. Um, Mike, what am I missing? No, I think you're spot on. Um, and even just kind of thinking about the whole strategy thing, right? I just got done reading, uh, Jim Collins beyond entrepreneurship 2.0. And, you know, it's like we try to make strategy so overcomplicated when really like you need to focus on like how are we moving the people, you know? Um, and again, it's like what kind of um, are you being intentional with the kind of the talent that you're attracting? And everything tells us now, BJ, of like focus on getting the right people, right? Instead of trying to solve, you know, the problem yourself, it's like who do you need to get on the team? Who do you need to get on the bus to solve the problem for you? And so if you're going to attract that type of talent, they need to understand what kind of environment that they're coming in. And what it's like to, to, to be in the culture, to be in the company. Amen. And, and let's just use an example of that because I've been talking about a, a, a podcast as an idea for a while. And then we were at our annual, tra- annual um, planning session last year. And the team unanimously said that this had to be a goal for 2021. And Mike happened to be in the same annual planning session and happened to be launching uh, or or finishing a proof of concept of uh, dog whistle branding and, and iron uh, ironbound media to be a podcast producer. So anybody that's asking me or has asked me, how do you find the time to do a podcast? First of all, we're behind. <laughs> so I don't always have the time. But second of all, I didn't try to do it all by myself. Mike and his team have been instrumental in training me, in setting this up, in getting us going, in helping us release. Uh, and he's really a private cheerleader for me to, to keep it going. So um, it is about attracting the right people. And that's, that's both consultants and partners as well as uh, clients and employees. So in, the, one, uh, the one core value that stuck with me from Chip Wilson's group, and then we'll talk about MCFAs, um, and I'm curious what iron bounds are too, but one of the words is balance. And this is, this is an important part of core values. Words mean a whole bunch of different things to a whole bunch of different people. So balance can mean a million things. It's the subheading of the word balance that then puts definition to it. And, uh, remind me to talk about the, the core value speech, Mike, at, at the end here, but, uh, the subheading to balance is there's no separation between health, family, and work. You love every minute of your life. And I mean, that's just strong. I mean, shouldn't we all aspire to be that? And then I get, then I get into what their original vision was for Lululemon. And um, it was elevating the world from mediocrity to greatness. I mean, powerful, powerful shit. Um, and uh, this is the last piece I'll pull from his book uh, because he opens with this and you said Jim Collins. And this is important to anybody that is, is part of an organization, is a leader in an organization, is employing people. 
you know, we have 168 hours in a week and you're probably 40 to 48, if not 60 to 68 uh, working. So first of all, that's why you need to be doing work that you love. But listen to this quote. In the end, it is impossible to have a great life unless it is a meaningful life. And it is very difficult to have a meaningful life without meaningful work. Perhaps then you might gain that rare tranquility that comes from knowing that you've had a hand in creating something of intrinsic excellence that makes a contribution. Indeed, you might even gain that deepest of all satisfactions, knowing that your short time here on this earth has been well spent and that it mattered. And that's from Jim Collins in Good to Great. Um, and that has been sitting with me since, you know, I, I listened to Chip Wilson's interview with Tim Ferriss. Um, and then I started reading about him and the guy, the guy is just kind of a kindred spirit in my opinion. Our net worths are about $4.5 billion apart, but, uh, we have the same spirit. Um, so where are we going with this, Mike? Bring me back on track. Yeah, what we're going to talk about is, uh, you know, we're going to talk about Dog Whistle Brandon, but I want to say something about what you just said, too. And I think we talked about this on a previous episode, but it's important to reinforce. People are spending their entire lives working, right? And we think about our adult lives post-college. How much time do we spend around our, you know, employees, you know, our fellow team members, you know, coming into MCFA, whatever, coming into Ironbound Media? Doesn't it make sense to make that not necessarily just enjoyable, but like meaningful, you know, where people can look back and say, you know, this is something that they're proud of. And one of the challenges that we have as leaders is we got to set those conditions, you know, because let's be honest, right? What is business? A lot of times it might just be selling a widget, you know, but it's got to, people got to be, you know, they got to feel fulfilled doing that work. And so on leaders, whatever industry you're in, we're selling widgets and, but we got to build the team. We got to empower the team to feel like that they're a part of something that they have buy-in because we've all walked into some of these fast food restaurants and people just like look like they're hating life and they're begging to get off. They can't wait. And yeah. you don't want to look around your company and be like, man, I hope my employees aren't like that. Right. That's not us. Right. I know we have all these core values, but you know, our, our people stay late. You know, they're not closing the doors right on time or closing the doors 30 minutes early. <laughs> so you know, it's real easy to look at other people and not look at ourselves internally and say like, hey, that could be one of our employees. I, I think it's the thing that keeps me up the most. And, and I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but um, cultures, culture is also being challenged now in a remote environment. And, and how intentional can you be about that? So let's get back to, let's get back to that. How do core values feed culture? Um, and then we can talk about how do you come up with your core values if you don't already have them, um, which is a pretty easy process. Um, but I think it all starts with being intentional. So maybe we should talk about core values first. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about core values. So at MCFA, we did an exercise three, four years ago. Uh, and, and the exercise was this. Look at your top three to five employees and start writing down the characteristics that make them who they are. And if you, if you can't, you know, if you, if you're not creative or can't think of words, you could Google core value words and you'll find a hundred of them. Maybe we can even post a, a link to, cause I think, uh, Bill Watkins has, has a list that we could use Mike. Um, so start with that and then start, you know, saying what does 
top employee X, top employee Y, what makes them tick? Why do we, why do we think that they're so good? And if you're a founder and solo, what makes, what makes you tick? What do you think is really important about who you are that clients or, or past employers have seen out of you? Uh, so what we came up with at MCFA was first and foremost, extreme ownership. Um, even though business is a team sport, everybody needs to be playing their position. So it's just like football. If if the blocking back doesn't doesn't hit the block, the running back doesn't make the play. If the line doesn't protect the quarterback, the quarterback doesn't make the pass. If the wide receiver is not in his position to pick catch the pass, uh, the quarterback's not going to make the make the pass. So everybody has to individually contribute in their role. Uh, so we call that extreme ownership, owning your position, owning your role and owning your responsibilities. Uh, it's also, you know, extreme ownership. And, and we got this from Jocko Willink's book by the same title, Extreme Ownership. Um, it's also, I want everybody to think like an owner because at the end of the day, not everybody's going to stay employed at MCFA, but everybody has, is going to take something from this experience. And if I can teach them the principles of, of business ownership, man, we're, we're elevating society, right? There's, there's so much that goes into that. And, and really in our business, senior project leaders, which is who we're trying to build and who we're trying to attract to our company, they, they need to have extreme ownership. They need to understand both the business principles and the project principles of the work we do. Um, the next core value is teamwork. And I always say teamwork makes the dream work. So on one hand, extreme ownership is taking responsibility. Everything is my fault. I need to, I need to own this. But on the, you know, on the flip side of that equation is teamwork because everybody needs to be able to ask for help when they need it. Part of being extreme ownership is also saying when you're, when you're at capacity or when you're going to drop the ball because you're tapped is asking for teamwork or asking for help. So these two go hand in hand. Um, everybody at MCFA should um, always be willing to help out a team member. Um, so that's number two. Number three is white glove customer service. And this is where the speech comes in. When we, when we talk about our core values, we talk about how Michael Furman, who's our founder, and his wife, Becky, who's the co-founder, when they started the business, they, they were very focused on customer service because in the professional services industry, you, you really take the relationship out of the engagement. It's, it's like, you know, especially in the public market, you're, you go through all this business development, marketing and proposal process. You get to an interview. You're, you're usually interviewing on a conference call. There's zero relationship in the, in, the, in the engagement. Well, we're trying to bring the relationship back to the engagement. Why? Because at the end of the day, it's a people business. We're helping people with problems. Uh, we're not just billing entities our time. We're really trying to help clients who are people solve problems, execute projects. So we treat it like, you know, a Disney experience or a Ritz Carlton experience. And and that's where, you know, Becky and Michael came from the hospitality industry. They both put themselves through college, through the hospitality industry. So white glove customer service. Uh, next up is intentional curiosity and creativity. We think innovation and value comes from curiosity and creativity or from creativity. And I think creativity comes from having a curious view of the world, always thinking, how could that be better? Always trying to improve yourself, uh, constantly reading. 
uh, looking for ways to to make the world a better place. Because if you want to make the world a better place, then you're gonna you're gonna make our clients' organizations or their project a better place, and you're gonna make our company a better place. Uh, and then last is fun, and it's it's last, but it's not least. Like I talked about, life's too short to not enjoy what you're doing. We don't want people who are here to trade time for money. We want people who love the work, who get excited about making projects happen, uh, who get excited about helping agencies or, or helping entities and organizations become the best version of themselves. Uh, so th those are our five core values, uh, fun, extreme ownership, teamwork, intentional creativity and curiosity. And intentional is important because we are trying to be intentional about it. Um, and white glove customer service. So Mike, what are iron bounds? So I got iron bounds pulled up here. The first one is don't be afraid to start ugly. Um, I know a lot of times we can overthink things. We can overthink projects, but at the end of the day, I do believe in getting validation, you know, from getting out there, you know? Um, so don't be afraid to start ugly. Never stop learning. There's a reason me and BJ are always dropping books on here. I'm always learning, always trying to improve myself always trying to get better. Doesn't necessarily mean um, business books, but it can be anything, right? It can be a workshop series. It can be anything. Um, protect the asset, you know, that physical, mental, and spiritual health, because I believe, you know, there's no way we can be best at our jobs if we're not taking care of ourselves, you know, in every other aspect of our life. Uh, discipline equals freedom. You know, obviously in the podcast space, right, there's a lot of moving parts, you know, there's like eight different steps that have to take place before you get out of podcast episode. And instead of getting jammed up and hemmed up, you know, really lean into the discipline, get ahead of stuff, batch it and get it out. Um, and then last thing, which is very personal to me, is this concept of uh, lifting as we climb. We don't want to live in a world where we're the only ones on the mountaintop. We're constantly helping others learn and grow alongside us. Whether we're giving back to the community, veterans or our industry, we embrace a mindset of helping others. And I'll tell you about uh, these core values, BJ. When I hired my first employee, I put my core values on her job scorecard. And I, when I sent it over to her, it fired her up. It fired her up. Anytime we send out proposals to our clients, we put our core values on there. And we put our bold beliefs, which we're going to talk about either this episode or the next one. Um, and we found that to be like a competitive advantage in a space where there's so much noise. Yeah. So I agree. Core, core values are not just something that can be used internally. I think it's also something to be leveraged externally. Hence the name of this podcast series, Inspiring People in Places. And that's a story in itself. I mean, we spent, what, a couple of weeks going back and forth, BJ? Then finally, it was just like, you know, I'm just feeling this, this, this something. Yeah. And then it's like your core value, inspiring people in places. Like, it makes sense. Let's, let's, let's throw the brand on it and uh, make a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I want to mention that Discipline Equals Freedom is another Jocko Willink book. It is. Right, the title. Uh, I love your core values. They're, they are strong and they are compelling. And, and the other thing is, you know, even the people listening to this podcast, they will either resonate with our core values or they won't. And if they don't, they probably will stop listening to us. But if they do, they're going to become that much more bought into, you know, what we are doing, uh, what we're trying to put out there in the world. And that's okay too, right? Like I'd rather, and, and I'd rather an employee come to me through an interview, me give the core value speech and them, them be scared like, Oh, extreme ownership. That sounds, that sounds right. hard. 
Well, it is hard. Our business is hard. Projects are hard. Clients are hard. Helping change and execute is hard. I want that to scare somebody off because that probably means they're not made for our business and that's okay. And I'd rather them find out and us find out in the interview process than three, six months down the road. Same goes for a client. By putting your, by putting your bold beliefs out there, you know, it is dog whistle branding. You're, you're putting out there what you believe in, what you stand for, what is important to you. And like I said earlier, if fun's not a core value of a client, like I enjoy life, I'm going to have fun. And like, if, if you're not, I'm probably going to piss you off. And so is our team because we're here to have fun. Um, so, but you, you said something about, you know, when you hired her that you sent that to her. And I think that is the starting point of how do you start ingraining this into a culture is hiring, you know, the entire HR process should, should be focused on intentionally putting the core values in front of the candidate as many times as possible before they get in your door. And then as many times as possible in the first 30, 60, 90 days, just to reiterate the culture that you're trying to, because we can't be the keepers of the culture forever, right? Eventually it has to take on a life of its own. And the core values are the guiding principles to, to doing that. So at MCFA, they're involved in the, in the recruiting process, right? Every time we put out a job announcement, core values are highlighted. They're, they're uh, done in the filtering process. Every time we follow up, the first contact that they that somebody gets, they hear about our core values. And then they're brought up in every interview. And then they're brought up in my interview. If I'm the last interview or the first interview, depending on the position, I'm, I'm talking about it and I'm giving the speech. And then during onboarding and then during MCFA University, and then at every quarterly review, we go through core values and are, is there alignment? And, you know, we, we reward based on um, core values. Uh, we review based on core values. Uh, we hire and fire based on core values. And I think that will be, I think our culture is, is strong. I think it can be stronger. Uh, COVID certainly pushed us back because we haven't had as many, uh, you know, with fun being a core value, we haven't had as much fun together. Um, there's only so much you can do over a zoom happy hour. Uh, but I, I think that's, that's the way to do it. Um, now I want to make a comment for our listeners too, right? Core values are like, it's, you know, business There's like the art and science, right? Like the science is you come with the business model. You can use the same frameworks over and over, but like BJ, like what does white customers, white glove customer service look like, right? You got that new person coming in, you know, you might have to give them an example with like a case study or something, you know, which goes back to what we talked about at MCFA university. So, you know, the whole concept of these core values is like, in my opinion, right, that's the art. It's the art of how you kind of deliver the value, you know, um, and you can't expect. Yeah, how, do you, how do you bring them to life is what you're how, saying. How to yep. bring them to life, right? They're not just something that's on the wall, you know, and everybody sees. And if you start looking at a lot of successful CEOs, as they start to transition out of the day to day, what are they doing? They're walking around just preaching core values. They're interviewing people. They're doing all this kind of stuff, you know, just asking people on the spot. Hey, what's our core values? And they're just reinforcing it, reinforcing it diligently. And uh, one of the things we should do before we wrap up this episode too is BJ, because we've got a lot of different listeners. For those that are tuning in in the professional service industry or small business owners, et cetera, and don't really have any intentional core values, 
you know, maybe they just threw something up before, or maybe they don't have anything at all. You know, what advice would you give them to get started on, on building their core values? I, I go back to, you know, they, they should be inspirational, but not aspirational. So they should exist in you already. Um, and this goes for families too. And, and my family, you know, I've got little kids. We try to be, I, growing up, I, my family was very uh, intentional um, about, you know, at least having guiding principles. So bottom line is they exist in your company, whether you're talking about them or not. So you should talk about the ones that you want to exist in your company. They should be inspiring your, your behaviors and creating alignment. Um, and that's where I would start. I would, if you don't have employees, start with yourself. If you do have employees say, what are the best, what are the best characteristics that make all of my best employees tick and what makes them a part of our company? And and write those down and then start putting, you know, the, the speech is the most important part. Like I said about Chip Wilson's balance, well, balance could mean a hundred things to a hundred different people. But when you put either a speech or at least a one-liner behind what that means to your company, now you start bringing it to life. And then the last part is to start talking about it all the time. Talk about it in interviews, talk about it in um, sales calls, talk about it in in training, if you're if you're doing training, which if you're not listening to the last podcast on MCFA University, everybody should be doing training. Um, and you know, let us let us know what you think. Let us know what your core values are. And if you disagree, let us know. I'd I'd love to debate uh, whether core values. You know, if you don't think core values um, are a positive, but I guarantee you that if you don't think core values are a positive then your organization is likely not using them in the right way. And they're just words sitting on the wall and they're not words that are being brought to life by your processes and by your people in everything they do. And that's where I would go back to what Mike was talking about and start, start looking at, okay, what is, what does white glove customer service mean for the intern? What does white glove customer service mean at a project kickoff meeting? What does white glove customer service mean when we get an email from a client that is pissed off? How do we deal with that? Right? Because what, what we talk about instinctually as entrepreneurs or what we feel is our, our gut reaction as entrepreneurs or as leaders is probably our core values coming to life in the moment. And now you have to use that, those moments to start training what, what instincts should be in the company. Uh, because I think when you start having instincts around core values, you start getting a repeatable, a repeatable experience and a repeatable culture. So Mike, any, uh, did, I, did we miss anything on closing, closing remarks? I just want to say whatever you do, do not put anything down for core values that you and your team are not living up to, especially as the leader. So like BJ, you can't do white glove customer service and then a client calls or something is having an issue and you're like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't got time yeah, for that. Give them the Heisman. Right? You, yeah, give them Heisman. <laughs> or it's like, oh, we've got fun listed here. And every time BJ walks in, he's got bags under his eyes. He's not happy. I've never seen this man have fun or smile because then you're not living to the, the words that you're putting out and you're not living up to your own values. So just be careful of that as you start to craft your core values, you know, make it real, bring it to life and uh, live them every single day. Amen. Inspirational, not aspirational. They have to exist in what you're doing. Um, and with that, let's close it up. 
if our core values align with you, I want to talk to you because we are looking for, oh man, we've got a bunch of openings and, and the job scorecards aren't even written yet, but I'm looking for a chief of staff. Uh, we're looking for a senior project leader to help us in the transportation market, New York-ish. Uh, we've got a couple of energy engineers positions open uh, and we've got some civil engineering geotechnical positions open. So we want to talk to you. If you're enjoying the show, do us a favor, subscribe to Inspiring People and Places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate if you left us a review and let us know what you think. If we're doing great, tell us. If you think there's other stuff we could be talking about or could be improving on, tell us that too. Last but not least, be sure to visit our website, www.mcfaglobal.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Uh, it will be the best inspiration you get every week. Uh, and you'll find out more about how we do our business, why we do it, what we do, and how we do it. Um, so we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, have a great rest of your week. Thanks, everybody.